So in this week's Parsha, we have a very interesting idea. I uh, just uh, merited to attend a bris, and I want to share a few ideas connecting this week's Parsha to bris, which is just unbelievable, because in this week's Parsha, Pinchas is a, uh, a Jew, and he sees a terrible um, breach taking place amongst the Jewish people who are falling astray in the area of uh, sexual immorality. And Pinchas stands up against the tide, against the crowd. He stands up for his values, despite the fact that he might be killed for it. And he fights against the, the transgression that is taking place in a massive way. And the reward for having given up of himself, the self-sacrifice, is that Pinchas is rewarded with something called a bris shalom. A bris, which means a covenant, a pact of peace, of shalom. And it's interesting. What, why in, re- in return for standing up violently against the crowds as a zealot, is he rewarded with peace? Seems very strange. Additionally, Pinchas is rewarded in that he becomes a Kohen. Uh, Pinchas was a grandson of Aaron the Kohen, Aaron HaKohen, the high priest, but he did not merit himself to become a Kohen because he was already born after Aaron became a Kohen. So Aaron and his son, and his son's children from then on became Kohanim, but his son, who had been born before, did not become a Kohen. So Pinchas was rewarded becoming a Kohen. And again, what's the connection with his act of self-sacrifice and becoming a Kohen? And now, additionally, the Talmud explains, Pinchas merited through this act to become something even more special, is that he became Eliyahu Hanavi, his soul, either his body and his soul, or his soul, or he became uh, impregnated with the soul of Eliyahu Hanavi. But either way, the Talmud says, Pinchas hu Eliyahu, that Pinchas became Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet, who is the harbinger of Mashiach. Elijah the prophet says, never actually died. His body went up into pure spirituality and became basically an angel. And how is it that Pinchas merited to become Eliyahu Hanavi, who is the harbinger of Mashiach. Eliyahu is going to come and tell us that Mashiach's here. His soul lives forever. And additionally, something amazing about Eliyahu Hanavi is that Eliyahu is called Malach Habris. He is the angel of the bris. And it says that Eliyahu Hanavi attends, his soul attends every single bris. And in fact, the chair on which the uh, bris takes place is called Kisei Shel Eliyahu the chair of Eliyahu, chair of Elijah. So again, what's the connection between the physical bris, circumcision, bris mila, and Eliyahu Anavi and Pinchas, and this week's Parsha? So what is a bris? A bris very simply is a pact, a covenant, a treaty, and it stands for Kabbalistically the idea of relationship. A bris is a deep relationship, and in the ancient world, the, we find in the Torah, wherever it talks about bris, it says krisis bris, cutting of a bris. Because in the ancient world, when a person would uh, make a pact between two people or two, tr- two nations, they would cut, they would sacrifice, slaughter an animal, 
and then they would cut it up, and each part would party would take half half of that animal. They would share it, and the idea is basically like the idea of blood brothers. I make a cut and give you some of my blood, and don't try this at home. It used to be done before uh, AIDS and things like that. But the idea is that we're making a bond by giving something of myself to you and you giving of yourself to me. We're now intrinsically interconnected forever. That's what a bris is. A bris, the idea of a physical bris, a bris mila, is that we give up a part of yourself, a part of your body, the most physical part of your body, to Hashem. It's total self-sacrifice. The Talmud explains that Yitzchak, who had a bris at age eight, eight days, was arguing with Yishmal, his older brother, who had a bris at age 13. And Yishmal said, you, your bris doesn't count for anything because you did it as a baby. But I, I did it. I did it at age 13. And I get so much reward for that. And the Talmud actually says that in reward, and the, the merit of having a bris at age 13, Yishmal, the Arab nations, have a merit to inhabit and to control the land of Israel for a certain period of time. And we see that for the past thousand years, the Arabs and the Muslims have been in control for the most part of the land of Israel. Um, until very recently when things have began to shift. So um, Yitzhak responds, oh yeah? Well, if God asked me to give my life up for him, I would do it. So we see that bris is related to the idea of giving up your life for Hashem, giving up a piece of yourself for Hashem. And when a child does a bris, he is literally bonded with Hashem, gave up a piece of himself against his will, against his will. But imagine someone who does it willingly, how much that's worth in the case of a convert or a person that didn't have a bris as a child, how valuable that must be. So when we buy a house, we cut off a small piece of the house. There's actually a, a, a halacha, a law, to leave a piece of the house unfinished or to, some people will even carve away a piece of the paint to leave a small unfinished portion of the house. And that's a sign of mourning that we're, Hashem's house is destroyed. There's no temple. And so we want to remember that our home isn't perfect. Our home isn't perfect and... And uh, that's why we do that. Additionally, when a person gets married, there's a custom to smash a glass. And again, that's to remember the destruction of the temple, to remember that our joy isn't perfect without the entire Jewish people together in our homeland. The Greeks were against circumcision because they felt that the human body was perfect. By cutting away from the body, what we're saying is that the body isn't perfect. There's work to be done. We're born unfinished. We have to complete ourselves by working on ourselves. Additionally, what Briss says is that our body isn't the ultimate specimen of perfection because the body is merely a vessel for the soul. The body is not the goal. It's a means to the soul. Briss takes place on the eighth day, typically. And the number seven in Kabbalah represents the perfection of the physical world, completion of nature. The number eight represents the supernatural, that which is beyond nature. Mashiach corresponds to the number eight. It says when Mashiach comes, there will be an eight-stringed harp that will be played. Eight represents that which is beyond the miraculous, the eight days of Hanukkah. And the bris on the eighth day is essentially saying is that we have an obligation to transcend our nature, 
overcome our negative character traits, our negative habits, our bodily desires to become supernatural. And the bris with Hashem, our relation with Hashem, takes place in the most physical part of the body because it's our job to channel the physical, to uplift the physical, to connect the spiritual. And not only that, but the bris is not only the most physical part of the body, it's also the most spiritual part of the body because it's our means and mechanism of which we draw souls into this world. We actually literally bring spirituality into physicality. That's the message of the bris right there in that most physical yet most spiritual place. And the idea of the bris shalom that Pinchas got was that Pinchas did an act of self-sacrifice for Hashem. He also did an act that was seemingly violent. He fought against Jews who were disgracing the bris with Hashem. There was a Jew who, a leader of one of the tribes who was publicly having a relationship with a, a non-Jew, and Pinchas stood up against him and, uh, and actually killed him. It was a physical, brutal physical act, but it was done for the reasons of love. And the idea of Shalom is bringing together opposites, opposites of strength and kindness, the opposites of body and soul, and bringing them together in harmony. So when a person gets a bris, a physical bris, they're literally bringing harmony between body and soul. They're saying that the two are working together from now on. Additionally, the idea of shalom is that in order to make peace, you have to cut away a piece of yourself. You have to give up something of yours for the other person. In marriage, in relationships, the one who gives in is the winner. The one who gives up their will for the other person's will. The one who's able to, to give in in an argument. That's the way we accomplish peace. Is always fighting to be the one who says, it's okay, what you want, your needs come first. Giving away of ourselves, our money, our bodies, our time, our needs, our desires for the other is the way to make peace. And our own Hakohen, the Mishnah tells us, was an Ohev Shalom and a Rodef Shalom. He ran after peace. He was a lover of peace. He used to run and try to bring husbands and wives together, arguing people together. That's what Aaron represented. And Kohen, Kohen, the priest, is the numerical value of Kohen is 75 because the priest stands between 7 and 8, 7.5, literally between heaven and earth. His job is to bring spirituality into physicality. His job is to connect the spiritual with the physical. That's the idea of a Kohen, to lift up animals through an act of slaughter, but to do it to connect Hashem with love, to take physical things and use them for spiritual purposes. That's literally what a Kohen's job is, to ose shalom bimroah, to bring peace between those above and those below. And Pinchas, in numerical value of Pinchas, is 26 the name of Hashem, times eight. He lived beyond nature. And Eliyahu Hanavi, who Pinchas began, began, will usher in the Messianic era, the dimension of eight, the eighth dimension. So we give a blessing to a baby after a bris. Kashem shenichlas the bris, just like you entered into the bris. 
So too should you enter into Torah, Chopa, marriage, and Maisim Tovim, acts of kindness, good deeds. Because it's through the bris that we enter into the eighth dimension that allows us to learn Torah, because Torah represents the eighth dimension. And with Torah, we're then able to get married, which is bringing together of shalom, of two opposites of male and female, of different dimensions. And together you're able to bring souls into the world and then begin a life of maisim tovim, of good deeds. Because it's through marriage that a person becomes whole. Because the word shalom, really the root of the word shalom is shalem, which means completion. Through marriage, we become whole. Through cutting away of ourselves, we become whole. That's true completion, is giving up, taking away, cutting away at the parts of us that are extra, unnecessary, and imperfect. So just like Eliyahu Navi lives forever, the stuff that we sacrifice for Hashem, those are the things that we earn forever. That brings us to eternity. May we all be blessed to connect to the eighth dimension, to take one step closer to perfection, to perfecting ourselves, and to bringing together opposites, to bridging the gaps, to making peace within ourselves and within our homes and within our communities. And may we be blessed to enter speedily into the eighth dimension of Mashiach and uh, may you all be, have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. May we share many simchas together.